morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever it is in your part of the world, it is time for the Bakery Podcast. And today I have a doozy of an episode um, that was recorded, I do believe, last week, if I remember correctly. Yes, last week um, I was a special guest on the Dark Lord of Memes podcast. They asked me to come on to discuss the recent WWE reboot of an old classic WCW pay-per-view, Halloween Havoc, and you get to hear that right here, right now, but before I even get to do that, I would like to thank each and every one of you that listen every episode, whether it's a week, two weeks, or even three weeks. Um, I do appreciate you guys listening to every episode that I put out. Now, before, before... I get into this episode. I do want to say that the audio in the beginning is a little robotic. Um, we were on a Zoom call, and um, as I'll tell you right now, we were we were hearing we weren't hearing these audio issues as we were um, just chit chatting before we re- hit record. Once we hit record, it seemed like Zoom automatically wanted to take a shit on us, and you're gonna hear that here. Um, well, you're going to hear that in the beginning. And I do have to tell you, listen to the whole episode, because the two stories that I get to tell at the end are absolute fucking doozies. And one final thing before I go. 
The next episode of the Bakery Podcast will be out Saturday morning, and it is going to be ECW November to Remember 1999, and that was off of a special request by Jonte Davenport. So thank you, Jonte, for that pot that podcast recommendation, pay per view recommendation. Um, that took place November 9th, 1999. I, it was either the 9th or the 7th. I know I missed the anniversary. So I will be recording. I will be taking notes tomorrow and then recording Friday night and then Saturday morning. It will be ready for you guys to listen to. But enough of me babbling. Let's get into this goddamn episode. Well, guest appearance. Hope you guys enjoy. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to the Dog Lord of Beans podcast. Yeah, we got Aaron Baker here. Yeah, he's on the podcast first time only. This is going to be a great episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be reviewing Halloween Havoc. Yeah, we got Albedo here. Albedo. Oh my god. I was honestly. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. All the energy. That was glorious. I can't talk. <laughs> oh god. I was going to break out because I was like, dude, it's Halloween Havoc. I have to break out the Macho Man impersonation just randomly, just spontaneously, and see how people react. <laughs> oh my god. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be reviewing this year's Halloween Havoc 2020, but before we get into that, let me, uh, introduce... Our guest that's going to be here, Aaron Baker, longtime friend, has his own show, has his own podcast. How are you doing, buddy? Welcome to the Dark Water Memes podcast. You honestly expect me to follow up that? <laughs> Do I set the bar like too high? You set the bar literally so high that I can't even, like, dude, I'm not even going to attempt to reach it. But unfortunately, I strive to be the best person that I can be. And you're going to get something that not a lot of people really get to hear. And I got to tell you, John T. Davenport, the globalist elite, are honestly going to come for your butthole. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to come for your butthole, but they are going to come when you least expect it. By the way, that was Alex Jones. (laughs) (laughs) But no. (laughs) But no. By the way, that was my Alex Jones. (laughs) But no, you guys, all joking aside, you guys are going to get something really, really special. Because yes, I'm gonna top that. I'm gonna top that. Like the same puberty at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what the 
basically how we opened up the show, I think. Yes. Just, yeah, I think that's how oh we my God. went through changes. <laughs> well, first off, I do want to say, do I sound like a robot? Because, like, on my end, you guys sound, like, re- really robotic. No, you sound pretty good on our end, to be honest. All right. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Because what I'm about to do is going to bring back some memories. Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Aaron Baker, and I am gladly welcomed by the host with the most, the king of savage style, Mr. Black Mamba himself, John Tay Davenport, also known as Dark Lord Eines, and Albedo. You are welcome. You are joined by the Loose Cannon, Aaron Baker, and also, and also, I'm being interrupted by my three-year-old child. Dude, I'm so glad you brought back the classic intro from when we had a podcast. Like so many, so many. Memories. I had to do it. I had to do it, dude. I had for, to the, do it. for the hardcore um, fans and friends of ours who know that. But um, yeah, so before we get into this, we gotta do our plugs and you know shilling because I am the shill lord. I am the king of shilling. If you don't promote yourself, who's gonna do it? So that's my belief. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go follow us over on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash darkboardimes to find our Facebook page. You can go like us over there, have some fire memes, find all the podcast content over there. And also make sure if you're looking for, you know, a new um, podcast that you're like, that's centered around wrestling, um, highly suggest checking out Baker. You know, he has a really good show. Um, he's been covering some wrestling shows recently, and I've been enjoying them and getting his particular take on them. And I know, like, Albedo is going to be uh, – well, she's diving, dipping her toes back into professional wrestling, getting back into it. So if you're, like, feeling like you want to relive some nostalgia professional wrestling, make sure you go give him a, a look over at – is it the – what is it the call? The Bakery? It's called the Bakery Podcast with Aaron Baker. There, like when I did this podcast, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give props where prop where, sorry, I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. The Bakery name originally wasn't even a my idea. Um, some of you, well, you, you and Amaya know, you guys know that I used to wrestle a backyard with a group of guys, and me being brought up. Uh, and for the fans that are on Instagram, um, when you see me in the suit, that was that's like a legit suit and t- like s- just get up that I have in my closet. And you know, one of the guys that I wrestled with, he came up to me one night while we were working, and he's like, "Man, you like wrestling, right?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You know that we do it. Like, we have our own ring and stuff. Would you be interested in doing that?" I was like, "Fuck yeah." So my first, I'll, I'll, this is, this is what's going to end up happening. I'm going to go on these like long ass tangents for just no reason because my ADHD acts up a lot when I do podcasts. So relatable retweet. (laughs) Can relate. Hashtag retweet. So the wrangler, the ADHD wrangler. (laughs) Yeah. So my first show. Okay. 
for those of you that don't live okay. in Ohio, I'd like to get is... into this real quick. By the way, I sadly I never got to see you like do it live. But if you if you make a comeback, dude, I gotta see you kick some ass. <laughs> dude, yeah. Um, I've been, I'm trying to make a comeback, but there's just one problem. There's this thing called COVID that's really fucking well, that yeah, comeback. You, can't do it now. you probably won't be able to do it for like probably the next year or so. Because oh, no, they going to allow that. Yeah, no. Um, but my first show, and if anybody that doesn't live in Ohio, no, here's something that you need to learn about Ohio. It's weather is so fucking bipolar that it can change within five minutes. So my first show really is was in, the, was in the spring of 2018. And my first show gets rained out. Like, I'm talking straight up downpour. does not stop raining. So we decide, well, what the fuck are we going to do? We all are here. We want to wrestle. So I did my first wrestling road trip all the way out to um, – Canton, Ohio, with another group of uh, another wrestling outfit out there, and I probably took I took my fair share of bumps, but the worst one that I took was a German suplex that I didn't even know was coming. Like I think I think I've sent you the video of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm shit talking, dude. Yeah, I was shit talking this guy because that's what my that's what my manager style was going to be. I was going to be this chicken shit. You know, I'm going to just constantly nonstop. Like Jim Cornette, kind of. Yeah. Get, get my heat and my, and the guy that I'm managing is going to win because I'm going to get involved. Well, it was after this match in particular. And, um, this one kid comes up behind me and I'm trying to tell him like, no, don't, no fucking get off me. And he fucking, dude, he takes me and slams me like it was supposed to be a German, but he changed it like midway into like a fucking belly to belly suplex. And my fucking smashed my arm right on the fucking canvas. And to those people that don't know, that need to know, the wrestling ring isn't just a fucking square with a, with a fucking draping over it. It's got fucking wooden boards underneath yeah, it. It is, not, you hear it is it, not a soft surface at all. It was so, like, that like, bump. Like, there's some spring from the plywood, but, like, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Like, that night, oh, man. I came home. My fiance was pissed because I didn't get home until 3 o'clock in the morning. And Uh-oh. I come home and I'm limping and she's fucking limping. She's like, you're never going like, to Where were you like, at? Were you at the titty bar? <laughs> no, no. She knew she knew that I was tra- she was traveling, but she didn't really like that because it was kind of an unannounced, like, oh, hey, I'm going out to Canton. Sorry. Kind of thing. Okay. And looking back on it now, I should have been Savage. like, you know, you know. I'm sorry, guys, I can't really go to Canton because this is kind of a last-minute ordeal. But I really wanted to, you know, show these guys that I'm in fucking business. So, needless to say... um, Question, question. Don't mean to interrupt, but can you move to, like, a quieter location or...? uh, Yeah, yeah. He's, uh... Hey, can you go, buddy? No. Damn, I just got told no by a two-year-old. All right. Um, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
So, yeah, ba- needless to say, I don't even know where the fuck I was going with that story, to be completely honest with you. I mean, the the topic of this show, so let me get it back. So this is a wrestling show, because obviously this is a Halloween edition. I mean, it's dropping the day after Halloween, but who really cares? Like, I'm, I'm, and right. high tangent, I hate the people who think, like, right the day after Halloween, it's just automatically Christmas. Like, can we just, like... <laughs> Can we just like stop? Like we didn't have Thanksgiving yet. Like let's stop. Like leave us alone. Stop harassing us, Christmas. I know it just like you're as just soon a corporation over, holiday. It's like as soon as it's over, they're like, oh, Christmas time, Christmas time. I'm like, no. What about Thanksgiving? That's like one of my all-time favorites. Nobody but- cares about family holidays. It's all about corporational holidays. Anything that they can get money from. True. Family time, what's that? that? We want green. True that, true that. But this is, so this is like, you know, the special, you know, Halloween special. It's the Dark Lord of Memes podcast Halloween special. And, you know, (laughs) I'm a really big wrestling fan. Baker's a really big wrestling fan. Albedo was a big wrestling fan. And she still is a huge fan till this day. Just getting back into it uh, more frequently now. Because I kind of like force her i guess via proxy which i just know. never had like i didn't have all the outlets to be able to watch it growing up you know yeah now they have the <laughs> network now where you can literally watch anything that's ever happened yeah so like it's like a complete you know 180 but um yeah so you know halloween special and you know obviously nxt had Halloween Havoc 2020. They brought it back. Um, and we're going to be reviewing it. And I guess I guess at the end, should we, like, compare it to, like, where do we rank it in, like, all-time Halloween Havocs? Because, like, I don't know about you. It was a pretty decent show. I liked it. There's a lot of things to like. A lot of things that could have been better. Okay, speak for yourself. Okay. Because I'm gonna completely I'm gonna completely shit all over this show, dude. So are you ready to break down this card? Um yeah, Yeah. why not? Alright. I'm gonna let you get situated. Alright, yeah. Um talk amongst yourselves. I gotta get this kid a bottle. And then he'll be he'll be pretty content. Um Okay, so before I even get into it, the reason why I'm going to shit on this show is because, <laughs> first of all, well, you're, I put you're, so in, you're going to go ahead and make it be known you're going to be shitting on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like a few things that I did like, but overall, this show gets like an F for me. Dang. An F. And here's, here's why, okay? I put NXT in such a high standard. True. And right now, with AEW also being on Wednesday night, True. you cannot have a show that slacks. Yeah, that, show, yeah they got to hit every week now. I love what they were, what they tried to do, but some of this shit. Do you know what I think it ultimately is? Do you know what I think it ultimately is? I don't think it's like that. NXT it, is like necessarily worse than AEW, but. They're definitely lacking star power. Oh, hands down. Hands down. And 
And I'm going to say this right now. It's not the talent at all. They, they did what they could do. Yeah, they're trying their and, best, but yeah. But some of the execution, and I'll get into it once we get into some of these matches. Some of – don't call Halloween Havoc, spin the say? wheel. Oh. Go ahead. No, I'm a bit. I said something. I said it's all the behind the scenes that are kind of like screwing up what you see on stage. I think it is. I think it starts from the top down because, and we can get into this a little bit before we get into the show, just like a sidebar because it all relates. Like, I think the reason why NXT is coming off and like WWE is kind of coming off inferior as a product overall is because also you got to take into account the morale of the superstars are probably really low right now. I mean, you got Vince McMahon making all these new changes, saying people can't have Cameo or Twitch. You can't have third-party uh, uh, affiliations. You you got to cut all that stuff off. And you got superstars like Paige, who, you know, broke her, their neck for the company twice. And uh, she's trying to, like, fill the void with her Twitch stream, and they're kind of taking that away. Same with AJ Styles. I mean... Can we get into that, please? I mean, that's what I'm Just bringing up. Like, I think Vince doesn't know how to keep his talent happy. What do you think? Okay. So, recently, I've been I've been streaming on Twitch like pretty heavy compared to how I used to do it. Yeah. And I I've, and I've actually followed I followed Paige. Um, no, Adam Cole well. has one. I've followed I don't him. Follow him. And, like, with Adam Cole specifically, he doesn't use his WWE name in his Twitch stream. I think it's called The Chugs. I mean, yeah, he's using his likeness, but can you really, I mean, seriously, can you really tell somebody, hey, you can't do this because it uses your likeness? See, the th- like, you can't, you can't tell somebody, like, oh, hey, we own the name Adam Cole. And his likeness, yeah, but you can't use it on another platform. You cannot tell somebody, like, Vince in his own mind literally cannot just go like, oh, well, goddamn, pal, I own the name Vince McMahon. I'm not allowed to do this shit, this shit, and this shit because I'm Vince McMahon. Do you understand what I'm trying to, like... He's the king of the hill right now. Fuck him. Oh, my goodness. Albedo, you want to chime in on his feelings about Vince McMahon and all this? I'm sensing hostility. Me too. Okay. I feel like I feel like if Do you, you want to know right why? Now, you throw a punch. Do you want to know why I have hostility towards Vince McMahon? No, I hate. I no, I'm on your side. I no, just, like, I'm on your side. Yeah, I, I want to say we're on your side, but like let's, I'm glad other people are noticing it as well because Vince take, has done some shady shit. Let's take a look back. At Over the Edge. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Nine. I was literally just thinking of this. I know. I know. It's infamous. How can you tell it's infamous. me? How can you tell me? The show must go on, pal. It's shitty. It's shitty. It's when scary. somebody literally dies in your ring, the show must go on, pal. He fell 40 feet. Nah. He nah. fell 40 feet, dude. Nah. Nah. If, if I'm a wrestling promoter... And I don't mean for this to be like, hey, let's shit on Vince McMahon, because he's done some good shit, too. Right, exactly. Like, he's, he's done some good shit, too. a lot of my childhood memories, but that doesn't excuse the shady it doesn't shit. Ex- yeah, Even he shady, doesn't have wrong. to be – he doesn't have to be shady like Vince. 
we're not living in the 1990s anymore. We're living in the 2020s. It's time to get with the times. Yes, the the talent, the talent are going to find ways to make more money, especially in this time of uh, COVID where they can't go out and tour. They can't go out and have these preach, house shows. Preach. So no what else are they going to do? Out. Are they supposed to just go to the gym and just twiddle their thumbs? And some of them are just like, oh, well, I'm never getting used. I guess I'm just going to sit here with my thumb up my ass. Like, oh my God. Like when this, when this came down, dude, like I kind of like brushed it off. I'm like, oh, whatever. It's just Vince trying to take control again. But then I started looking into it. And I'm like, well, this is kind of shitty. It's, it's super shitty for the talent. Like, like, but like I said, I, I, I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I don't want to turn this to like, let's shit on Vince McMahon. I mean, there is going to be a documentary on him on Netflix that I'm very excited God. for. Have you heard about that? Uh, I think I saw saw something about it on Facebook. So, like, if you know Vince McMahon, like, he rarely does interviews. And, like, oh, shit. For this them, is an interview? No, it's not an interview. It's, like, a uh, documentary. So it's going to be, like, one of the gosh, most expensive yeah. things Netflix has ever put out because, like, the access to Vince McMahon has been so limited over the years. It's kind of, like, only what he's wanted to show people. But, like, finally, like, a full documentary. I think you're going to see, like, a whole different side that a lot of people – didn't really notice and like oh well this guy's like kind of fucked up damn i i honestly can't wait for that but uh I'm enough excited. about enough about shitting on vince mcmahon let's talk about this uh halloween this havoc show. right oh so obviously well not obviously well the show was hosted by shotzi blackheart which what do you think about her performance as host i hated it <laughs> it seemed it seemed forced like her doing the wolf howl. I mean, again, yeah. I'm gonna state this for the record. In the last five to four to five years, I haven't watched WWE religiously like I used to. Me either. So I agree. some of these some of these people I will say I do know from, you know, I watched NXT Takeover, I think it was thirty. Right. I watched like the big shows. That's what we're gonna say. Yeah, I watch all the big shows, but like for me, it would be okay. Let me say this: the best thing that WWE has going for them to get those uh, casual fans is the um, what the, the, the video packages. No, the video packages at the beginning, explaining oh, yeah. where the fuck we're at, how did we get here, and what's going on for the night. Sure. But um, her performance. I mean, she's just a host. Like, what can she really? She I mean, is she a host. Ha- she did have some involvement in a match that we'll talk about later. But like, yeah. Um, like I guess as a host, again, like I'm gonna say it right now. It seems like really, really forced. Like I know that she was trying, but it came off as trying a little too hard to be anyone. a little creepy. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I feel that. I mean, I, I thought she put in, like, you know, some effort with, like, her get-up and stuff. Um, and then, like, I guess, like, when you talk about, like, the show, how it, like, looked, like, I mean, you go back to, like, those classic WCW Halloween Havocs and, like, their setups, and they had pyro and just lights, and it just looked like, I mean, even if they weren't, like, great shows, like, talent-wise, I mean, at least it looked, you know, it kind of fit the theme. 
And then this one, it was kind of just like, oh, they had like an inflatable, you know, pumpkin, and then like that got fucking destroyed. And then like some the, some tombstones they had set up, you know, right. And then there was like, I mean, I guess it like worked, but it was like such it was like such a small scale version of it. Yeah. I wish it could have been like it could have been way better, but I guess it's I don't know. Um, we'll we'll get into this like later because there's a specific segment um in this show that really really pissed me off i wonder if, if it's like i don't know we'll see um, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get see. into it we'll get yeah. into it um so the first match of the show was the north american championship match when that was damian priest and johnny gargano um the story there i mean it's basically Gargano. I mean, if he wins, he's the first ever, you know, two-time NA North American champion. Damian Priest, I haven't seen too much of the guy. I mean, he – everyone, like, I guess praises him backstage. I don't really see superstar uh, – like, I don't really see superstar yet. I see star, but not superstar, like main event type guy. I'm thinking, like, high mid-card is, like, his peak right now. Going up against Johnny Gargano, who I like, I would probably put on my Mount Rushmore of NXT. Once you think about it, I mean, the guys had some of the best matches in NXT history. Um, kind of, you know, been a flag bearer of the company for a long time. So I don't know. I think it was kind of like interesting. Um, overall, like, what did you think of like their their like interaction like in the match? Did anything like pop out to you? There was like one thing that popped out to me that I was like wondering if you noticed or not. Um. Okay. Well, before we even get into this uh, this match, yeah, I did want to say before we even um, got into the matches, WWE, if you're gonna dub this as spin the wheel. Make the deal. Mm -hmm. I think they could have utilized the wheel a little more often. I think we only got to see it, what, twice? I mean, yeah, there times? Was, yeah, there was two matches that utilized the wheel. And then there was, like, that how, that haunted house match or whatever. Oh, my fucking God. Don't. <laughs> no, don't. And that one was weird. We'll get into that. Um... Basically, this match, I, I'm i kind of mad that Damian Priest didn't win. Like, I love Johnny Gargano with, like, everything in me. He's, yeah. like, one of the best wrestlers that they have in NXT right now. But it's, like, why but, does, he doesn't need it to me? Yeah, he doesn't need it. He's got the talent. Like, if right. we're trying to build talent because we're literally in a fucking – I don't really, really want to call it a war, but it is kind of a war to see it is. who who can who can get the most views on Wednesday night, midway through the week, and we're not developing any stars. We're just like, oh hey, Damian Priest won the North American Championship at uh, I think it was NXT Takeover thirty. 30 or 31. Uh, but yeah. we're gonna take it away from them for somebody that we know that can get the job done. He's already won the belt. But but how long is that going to last? Yeah, I agree. 
feel like it was a wasted um like i i loved like the match was like okay like the one part i really didn't like obviously there was interference um, oh i fucking mm. obviously I, any match that really has interference i don't really you know i kind of write off as being all oh, that's a cop out so, I mean, there's Ghostface, the guy from Scream, interfered. And I was like, okay, that's so random. And he handed him, like, a a tombstone that looked like – it literally looked like foam. Like, you could tell it was, like <laughs> – After the p- lead pipe. Yeah, I could just the pipe, hear fucking right. Triple H on the headset, like, get the, fu- get the fucking camera away from the tombstone. It it just it it immediately broke like it just crumbled like like it was nothing, and I mean he does a good job of selling it I suppose and then you know he hits him with the DDT off the off the wheel, and you know Johnny Gargano eventually wins but I'm just like why like that was totally unnecessary like if you were gonna have him win like and this is like I guess a, like a little bit of a spoiler but like if you're gonna do it like if his wife is having a title match. In the main event, don't you think they should like both win for it to make sense? I guess. Yeah. Like, at least, and so, both of them as like a power couple. <laughs> so this is I. I went to go to my notes here. Um, first of all, and by the way, I did these notes with the mindset that I was going to be on this podcast and I was going to make somebody laugh. <laughs> my first note for this match is: What the fuck is a devil's playground match? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't understand. Like, like, I mean, like, like dude, midway through, midway through, they explain what the fuck a Devil's Playground match is. Don't you think they should have explained it? Like, you know, I don't know when the stipulation came up because I'm pretty sure most of the people at home are like, what the fuck is a Devil's Playground match? I like, agree. Okay, why should I care? Um, da 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 da. I just, like, automatically um, assumed, okay, I guess this is okay. just, like, an all-out brawl match. I don't know. Yeah, they basically explained it, like, halfway through the match. They did. Like, oh, they popped up the does. graphic, and I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, this is this is the one thing that was the saving grace for this match. Uh-huh. Johnny Gargano goes to this fucking coffin, gets jump-scared, and fucking super-kicks the fucking mannequin that was in this coffin. I fuck, dude. I fucking laughed. I was like, "All right, cool. We're off to a great start." <laughs> that was the only thing that I fucking really enjoyed. Um, okay. So, what did you rate it? You watched. I rated it a three out of five. So you like you like said it was shitty, but like you still gave it three stars. Not ten. Yeah, because because. Here, here's what when I watch wrestling, I don't look for, I don't pay attention to like all the, uh, all the like random shit that goes on. I look at the fucking wrestling like in the ring and right. if they go to the outside, what do they do on the outside? Right. That okay. stuff was solid. Big the time. one thing that I do have to complain about is this. Uh huh. Twice this week, we have seen fire extinguishers be used as a cop-out what man or woman is gonna be in a fight for his life and go like oh man wow look at this i'm gonna take a fire extinguisher and just use it i get i get i'm using logic in an illogical situation 
<laughs> yeah. But that was just so fucking hokey yeah, to me. Like, I'm just like, right. Like, I feel like wow. if it's a devil's playground match, right? Like, if you pick up a, if you're gonna pick up a um a extinguisher, hit them with it because it's like metal instead of just like spraying them. <laughs> like, it's almost comp comedic. Like, yeah. Like, I didn't really think of that. Like, but, like I feel like <laughs> common sense. Like, I'm in a match right now. I got to beat this person. Why would not? Wouldn't I, like, try to throw this at him or hit him with it instead of just, like... <laughs> Bash them into a pole. Yeah, instead of just, like, throwing <laughs> them off with whatever that cool one is. Um, and then, and then like, another highlight, because um, I had my headset on while I'm watching this. Johnny Gargano grabs a trash can and goes, like, oh, wow, I'm going to take out the trash and just dumps fucking garbage on Damian Priest and then hits him with a trash can. And I kind of... <laughs> It's like the little things that made me kind of la- like giggle and go like, that's kind of che- cheesy. Yeah. He beat him. So like when I, so you say when you look at wrestling, like I kind of break it down into different topics. Like if we're talking about like the strictly the in-ring like action that they did, yes, I agree with your three out of five. But I think with that in combination with like overall storytelling, I gave it like a one because like mm. the, the story actually like doesn't make any sense like i mean who's this ghost face guy i mean i guess they'll explore that like in future episodes but like that was just like random and he's helping out the garganos right and like he, he, oh, he helps man. it's halloween and i'm just like it doesn't make any sense from like a story like a book like like you said if we're gonna make stars we gotta have like these young guys I think they should hold the title for at least, like, more than a month or, like, however long he held it. Like, kind of like, why give it back yeah. to uh, Gargano? He just had it. Yep. So, like, okay, yeah, he's a two-time champ, but his wife is still a loser. <laughs> so, <I know. laughs> so, like, what's the point? Yeah. Reminds yeah. me of the SpongeBob episode where he's like all changed, chained up, and he has to whistle this whistle that just says "loser." Yeah, <laughs> loser. <laughs> so the, I mean, oh, if, they could have booked him like the, if they should have did like a whole Triple H Stephanie type thing, just like make him the power couple. But yeah, I think like it was decent. I guess I'll give it like two, like overall, like two out of five stars. It was like okay. But obviously, it could be better. What do you think, Albedo? That first match with the Tombstone and Mr. Ghostface. I think it's stupid. He should have been disqualified the second someone stepped in, though. Like, even, like, I mean, I know it's like a devil's playground match. There's, like, no rules, but, like, and for integrity reasons. You yeah, think, like, like, why are you going to let him get away with someone else interfering? Yeah, pretty bad. So would you rate it out of five stars? I guess like a two. It wasn't really memorable for me. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember this match like at all. Like I'm not gonna revisit it ever again. Nope. It's just gonna like fade into the background. Let me let me say this before we get into this next like fucking promo segment. Yeah, this segment was awesome. Having having um having somebody dress up as Ghostface like a few days before Halloween. All right. I got to say this, and I'm talking directly to you, Hunter. (laughs) Who out of you three or four or whoever 
was watching 1990s WCW and thought that this was going to be a great idea. Who is your weed supplier if you do smoke the bud? Because they need to be fired. They need to be fired? They gotta be fired because they are giving you the wrong shit. I thought that that would, the ghost face thing, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, wait, that's right. We're in Halloween Havoc. We gotta have somebody dress up, right? I mean, it's only natural. All right, let's, let's move on. Though, yeah, this next segment, though, I really enjoyed. So, okay, so this next segment, we have the NXT World Tag Team Champions. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know their names, nor do I really care. They look like super vanilla and plain. They look like, you know, what they, they kind of remind me of a great value revival. <laughs> at best. Um. But, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're still, I mean, I guess they're, you know, decent enough, right? I mean, they're the tag champs, so I guess there's that credibility. Um, and now they're being led by Pat McAfee, who was a former NFL punter extraordinaire. And um, he had his debut against Adam Cole, which I watched at the takeover. And I was actually impressed with what I saw. Pat McAfee's got some moves. And I'm not going to lie to you, Baker. He's like... Like, as far as being a heel, like, he pulls it off very well. Like, I mean, I think he makes it pretty easy to not like him or to dislike him. Um, he's just kind of like that, you know, sneaky, shitty heel um, who, like, you know, shit talks people. <laughs> um, and, you know, gets away with it. Um, so this segment I thought was really cool. So basically they come out, you know, they're talking all their trash, and then um, Kyle O'Reilly comes down for Undisputed Era, which is, you know, a member of Adam Cole's faction. So he's coming down, you know, one on three. First off, that doesn't make sense to me, like, logically. Like, if it's only you left in the group, um, why would you try to feel like you can take on three men by yourself? I guess. Um, yeah. Like, that's kind of like, now I'm like, I mean, I know we're wrestling, but we got to kind of still be logical a little bit. Like, that Like that doesn't make sense. So, like, he's coming down. Oh, yeah, I'm Kyle O'Reilly. I can take on, you know, all three of you guys. And uh, and then, and then, the roof blew off when freaking Pete Dunn freaking came out chairs in hand and i'm like freaking out like because one he looks ripped like he's shredded Mm -hmm. dude's been in the fucking gym since he's been gone like (laughs) if you look at him when he left in march to when he came back uh at halloween havoc dude was hitting the weights like there's no way he wasn't super shredded leaned out two chairs in hand i'm like oh dude pete dunn was already like one of my favorites like of all time now he's back and he's shredded like okay they're about to kick some ass and then <laughs> lo and behold the treachery turn, the treachery the backstab i didn't see it coming the, the the just blinded attack to kyle O'Reilly. and then they put the boots to kyle afterwards like the chair was enough they all started stomping him out <laughs> Pat McAfee's having himself a time and I'm just like, wow, like this is actually going to build to something. Like we're going to get like a legitimate 
like faction war here and i'm all for it dude i'm all for it i'm all in what do you think about it um you know at first i kind of thought that it was like i thought it was too long like his promo just to get up to the build i i agree but like now looking back at it with hindsight being 2020 and seeing you know i think because like while because what i do when i take notes is I'm sitting here listening and I'm also typing. So when I was typing, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, this is fucking way too long. And then I'm like, oh, I hear shock the system. And I'm like, all right, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, all right, Kyle O'Reilly. I'm like, Pete Dunn? Holy shit. And dude, I even mar I even fucking put in my notes, I was like, damn. Pete Dunn looks like he's been fucking working out. Yeah. Holy shit. He like, like this is a new fucking like 180, dude. Like he was I mean, he was known to be the bruiser weight, but like he has leaned out like shredded now. Um putting in the work. It's showing yeah. me. And I I'll say this right now. Pat McAfee, like let's talk about I, I, t- I took notes for, um, like, mental notes because mm-hmm. there were two, de- two big debuts that weekend, Pat McAfee and Dominic Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Right, there was. <sighs> Pat McAfee, I literally, like, I looked at this match on paper. I'm like, oh, dude, he's going to get his ass killed. Adam Cole is going to literally eat him for lunch. Baker, quick, like, before you finish that, like, I'm gonna let you finish, but I wanna, like, I gotta get your opinion on something. Oh, Jesus. On a recent segment, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Okay. You brought up, you brought up Dominic Mysterio, and oh, my, my mind went racing. My mind went racing. Okay. So, like, quick sidebar. So, like, I want you to finish it, but I'm gonna just know I'm, I'm coming at you with something heavy after that. Oh, Jesus so, go ahead Christ. and finish. Um... Pat McAfee's debut literally blew me out of the water. I'm sitting here on Twitch, and I can't remember what game I'm streaming. And uh, I'm sitting here. I got my I got my phone in my, like, sitting down. And I'm looking, and I'm like, holy shit, Pat McAfee's fucking putting the work in. I'm streaming Fallout 76 now that I remember it. I told you. I probably, it was probably Fallout. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm like, holy shit. Pat McAfee is fucking going in. He's and I'm an like, athlete. damn. I was like, I knew that he was a punter, but I didn't know that he was that fucking athletic. Because what fucking punter is going to be that athletic? Right. Like, I'm thinking, no like, offense. It's a punter. No offense, please, to all the punters out there. I know it's such a strenuous job. That's going to come off as such a shitty take. It's gonna come on. So matter. shitty. <laughs> Punter's it's lives gonna come matter. On. Punter lives matter. I'm I'm gonna get a fucking like uh, a Facebook message from guy, from somebody that punts uh, punts in college or something, and they're gonna be like, "Dude, you don't understand the fucking work that I put in, bro. You do not understand how hard it is to fucking get that ball eighty yards down the field, and then you try to put it on the five yard line. It's such fucking work." No, they would actually say that. They would actually say that. They would. They would. They'd go like, my coach thinks that I'd put in work. So do you think Pat McAfee, like, is he, 
So I don't know. Like, is he dipping his toe? Like, I'm not sure. Like, I know he has his podcast. Is he going to be like a wrestler now? Honestly, I'm going to say yeah. Because I don't think Triple H, because we all know how Triple H is, he doesn't do things just because. It's calculated. And we're getting ready to come up on one of the dumbest pay-per-view ideas of all time in Survivor Series, so that's going to be a big weekend. Yeah, I don't. I might the skip WWE. I might skip. I'm that skipping one. it. I don't like. I don't like Survivor Series. Yeah, I'm skipping. I never have. Never have. The it's only so terrible. So here, terrible. I'll say. I'll so say terrible. this right now. The only Survivor Series that I did not skip was Sting's debut. Yeah, that was because the only it was one. rumored for fucking weeks that he's coming at Survivor yeah. Series. And that he was there that day, and I'm like, oh, shit, dude, I gotta watch this pay-per-view. I don't like any of the fucking matches, but I'm watching this fucking pay-per-view. One of the more, uh, one of the more um, memorable Survivor Series, definitely. Yep, yep. Like the but only other memorable God. one for me is, like, 2002. I think that's when mm-hmm. ADK won the Elimination Chamber. Yep. That year, and that was, that match was pretty badass. Um... Okay, but, but I yeah, we're coming you, up. I gotta ask your opinion on this before I forget. Oh God! So you Go brought ahead. up Dominic Mysterio, and you know he did debut um, the same weekend SummerSlam. as SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, so this past Friday on SmackDown, there was a segment involving Aaliyah Mysterio and Murphy and Seth Rollins and the Mysterio family. I wanted to get your take on that whole like situation all right so first of all you're gonna have to tell me exactly what happened because i have not seen it all right here it comes oh goodness be prepared so a a 19 year old hold on wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute (laughs) the question is what because i'm gonna look this up after we're done should i smoke before i watch this am i gonna be like what the fuck is this no No, just watch it cold turkey just watch it all right so so a recently turn a recently 19 year old Aaliyah mysterio so barely legal makes out with a 32 year old murphy live on SmackDown in front of millions watching at home. In front of her family. Um, yeah. Also said that she loved Murphy. No, no. <laughs> Your face tells the story. <laughs> For the audio listeners, I wear glasses and I'm literally like, it's the typical, I'm going to take my glasses off and just fucking pinch my eyes together. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here. Yeah, it's a, like, like Albedo. I understand. Like she takes her glasses that. off because she just can't stand to watch <laughs> or see what's transpiring. Um, I was honestly... I knew they were teasing something was going to happen. I didn't think they would actually do it 
in that fashion, like in front of everyone. Okay. Like that. But I understand that WWE is trying to, it seems like they're trying to do more edgier content. Mm-hmm. But can we stick can we please stay away from borderline like pedophilia, please? <laughs> like please. that. Anything else? Anything else? You said you said Murphy's tolerated so much. I tolerated Vince in a tag match with God, but I. <laughs> oh my God! No, we gotta. Mm, one day we gotta <laughs> fucking talk about watching that. his like quads rip or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's boy, you. His knee blow out. You showed you showed her that when he slid in the ring at Royal Rumble (laughs) and dropped both his quads simultaneously. Oh my god! Funny story. Funny story about uh, watching somebody tear their fucking quads. Jante, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Are you talking about Kevin Nash? Shut up. (laughs) Let me tell the story. Oh, God. Okay, so my one night, John Tay invites me over to watch, uh, I think it was the first Royal Rumble on the network. Kevin Nash comes no. out. No. <laughs> Remembering that. <laughs> Kevin Nash comes out as, I think, Diesel this year. And during the match, you know, people are fucking getting eliminated left and right. And out of the corner of my eye, I see Kevin Nash. He's, like, holding onto the top rope. And just lets go. And I look at Jonte. I look at Jonte with the straightest of faces. And I said, boy, it looks like Kevin just tore his quad there. <laughs> Again. So, at the time, we had this fucking wrestling page. And John Tay is sitting there typing as we're watching this. And he puts, breaking news. We have received backstage info that while walking back lazily to the ring, Kevin Nash trips over a camera wire and tears both of his quads. <laughs> People actually believed it, though. <laughs> Because they they fought so much. Like, people believe this they, story. The people, the people on that Saturday were like, wait, are you being serious? One guy was like, wait, I, I was wondering what happened. He just kind of let go of that top rope there. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. Okay, so my, so back to, let's get back on track here. My thoughts on this whole Murphy and the uh, what's her name? Pedophilia. What's her name again? Aaliyah. Aaliyah Mysterio making out on SmackDown. Nineteen and thirty-two. I mean, what is what? Thirteen, fourteen, thirteen. Years? Thirteen years. Mm. You're going down a path that I honestly don't like seeing right so it's like i don't know it's kind of weird like okay hold on hold on hold on i'll put it this i'll put it this way what do you have in common with someone young enough to be your daughter i don't know uh 
And like I've tolerated a lot of things from WWE. Like I said, the tag match of God, you know, all that stuff. Okay. So Jonte, you and I are old enough to remember when Eric Bischoff made out with Stephanie McMahon, right? Right. And everybody thought, quote unquote, that was good shit. Yeah. Somebody thought that that was good shit. Well, someone backstage. I mean, it obviously didn't come across great on camera. Why do I feel like the same person that thought that that was good shit? I'm looking at you, Bruce. <gasps> thought that this was going to be good shit again. Are you calling out Bruce Pritchard? I'm calling out Bruce Pritchard. You can't do that. Bruce, I love you. <laughs> Bruce, I love you. But seriously, who booked this shit? Dang. I, I mean, he's the he's the guy. He's the one like okaying all this. I don't. Stuff. I mean, I can understand that it's gonna, you know, it's tearing a divide in the Mysterio family, which is what the Seth Rollins and Murphy story is supposed to be doing, anyways. Right. But can we leave a dude's daughter out of it? Like he's still he's still in the company. If anything, like, I would understand. Like, why don't we do like a? You know what would be really cool? Like if it was the wife instead. Okay. Well. Uh, hold on, I gotta take this call. Yeah, yeah, Vince. Oh, you want his number again? Mm, I can't do that. Sorry. 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 We're live, pal. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to see. So you don't think it's cool? I'm, I, I'm not for it. Yeah. I'm not for it. I understand that the it, there's story there, but really. It's a dude's daughter, and he's right there. Right in front of him. And the like, what, what dad, like a whole bunch of weird, like, energy. What, da- what dad is going to sit there and watch a dude make out with his daughter and just right. be cool with it? Who tried to take out your eyeball? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. They've got some work to do. AEW's doing way, a way better job. Um, so the next match on... The car, so we went over the North American title. Um, and then I think next was they started the oh no, well then we did the segment, and then after the segment, I, I skipped one of the matches. There was one it like it was Jake Atlas versus um, I skipped it, yeah. I I couldn't care, I was less. busy like, getting uh, Santos Escobar. Don't have like I'm not saying I don't know your name. I'm just like, like they don't have name recognition. Like Jack Atlas, who is that? <laughs> AEW has like all these like star names you're familiar with, and then it's just like, oh, like Jack Atlas. Like why? Am I, why would I watch that? I skipped it. I'm sorry. I'll give yeah, it a I, out of five. You didn't like, really miss much. It wasn't really. I mean, they. I see what WWE was doing. I mean, Santos Escobar came out, like, I think Seth Rollins did, like, I think it's SummerSlam with the uh, Rey Mysterio purple question mark um, tights. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that. Yeah, he came out in those, and that was honestly just the most um, most notable thing about it. There wasn't really anything. I mean, the Cruiserweight title wasn't even on the line. So it was right. just 
But it's not even a title match. Course, so like, why am I watching? But of course, I see why they did it. It's because WCW was synonymous with, you know, high flying cruiserweight action. Oh, and I recently I discussed this match. I recently discussed this match on my. Um, I also apologize to the audio listeners. Um, I'm currently walking down to my basement. It's going to be the quietest spot, and the kids don't come down here. Um, I recently discussed this match on um, on my podcast, and uh, you know what match I'm getting ready to talk about. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, yeah. mask versus title at Halloween Havoc 1997. It's a match you show someone, like, if they're trying to get into wrestling, probably. Yeah, if that – I'll. I'll piggyback off of that. If you're trying to get into wrestling, there's ma- there's certain matches that they're going to tell you to watch, like Flair versus Steamboat. Watch that trilogy. Eddie versus Rey Mysterio. Watch all those matches. It's just one of those. Sean um, Taker. Sean Taker at uh, 26. Because the story in that one, and I, I'm telling you, I'm going to make my fiance watch it watch the build up to it and then sh- hopefully she'll understand why everybody thinks that this match is literally the greatest thing it's because it's the story yeah i think no i think like story wise i think 26 is probably better but 25 like the match was uh, the in ring product was better in 25, mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. but yeah both of them this is this is this match was basically a throwaway. It doesn't wasn't really there wasn't really any story to it. It was just kind of uh, to fill airtime. Yeah. All right. So that takes us to the next segment, which obviously is like part one of the haunted like house terror, whatever you want to call it, match with um, Loomis I, and Cameron Grimes. I let me tell you the actual name for it. Yeah. It was. The Haunted House of Terror. Haunted House of Terror. Okay. Boy, whoever was smoking pot and came up with that name, really. The Haunted House wow. of Terror. was <laughs> <laughs> like so generic. Like how more? Like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Generic. I'm just asking. Can it, you? It's a haunted house, but do we really gotta put of terror? terror? Yeah. <laughs> just haunted house. It's match. a haunted Boom. house, bro. Haunted house match. Boom. Um. Okay, you're probably going to say good things about this match. I'm not. So I want to get mine. I want to get my thing out of the way. No, I don't have anything positive for it either. Dang. Oh. I mean, okay. Ever since. I'll let you go first, Baker, then Albedo, and then I'll finish. Ever since AJ Styles versus Undertaker at at this year's WrestleMania, Mm-hmm. WWE has gotten themselves into kind of a pickle. Well, it worked. How once. do we top that? Yeah, it worked once. It'll work again. Money in the bank. Uh, before money in the bank, that was ridiculous. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. You didn't like the bank. I like this. All right. I like the firehouse. Or was it Firefly Funhouse match or something? I thought it was. Yeah. Not much. Not, um, it was all story though. That's the thing. It was basically all story. I think there's been more cinematic matches that they've used, and this one is no different. It just didn't cut it. 
I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to find their own. Nick. I can't believe I'm about to say this. They are trying to find where they are going to have their own. Ah, uh, fuck. Final deletion. Oh. They're trying to find their yeah. own version of that. And I'm sorry, you're not going to do it. You don't have the main ingredient. He's an AEW. Right. You made you forced him out. Damn. Damn. But I got to tell you. He's going there. To the listeners, please watch this match with your headphones on. Because if you're going to watch it and someone walks in and they don't understand what the fuck is going on, or say, for example, you're in your bedroom, you're watching wrestling, you have the speaker on, and your mom comes by, I don't know, laundry, to go to her room, and she just hears Cameron Grimes just fucking moaning nonstop. <laughs> She's going to knock she on was. your door and question, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah. He sounded like a fucking male porn star that just got into the game. <laughs> he was whining the entire time. He was like, oh, oh, and I'm like, nope, nope. Okay, kid, if, since we're on a sexual tangent, can we talk about the segment <laughs> with the, the shower? He's like, he didn't know Loomis oh, had a sister, and he's trying to like... Dex is, Dexter Loomis' sister, don't mind if I do. I was like, you're about to get... <laughs> he, was about, he was like, you're about to meet Cameron Grimes. And I'm like, ew. Oh my god, that sounds so gross. And he's all no. sweaty, like, ew, like, why? And that like turned out to be like a demon ghoul or whatever, zombie. Yeah, so basically the first... The first part sucked. Yeah, he just gets he the dives acting, there. the acting. Yeah, I, I'll say the bright spot was seeing doot doot doot. Freaking! I hate when they bring back like relics that no one's gonna freaking remember. Like, like as soon as he came out the the van, like I looked at Albedo and I was like, just to see if she would even recognize who that was. <laughs> Literally no reaction on her face. And I'm like, why would they freaking bring like fabulous Freebird? No one cares. Like, hey, what the fuck do you do in this company? I make money in this company. What the fuck do you do? Back in the 70s when no one watched. I'm pretty sure most of the people in the 70s barely had any TVs, let alone TV, let alone a TV that was powerful enough to even reach to watch it for your match. <laughs> Why would you watch wrestling when you can do a line of coke? Cocaine's they, a hell of a drug. Weren't, like, all the, huh. weren't they like all coke heads in the 70s? I mean that they're for the most part, yeah. Up into like the two thousands. I mean, it's not now, not now, but it's wrestling and drugs is like peanut butter and jelly. Like they just go together, right? Like it's just a part of it. Like if it's painkillers, booze, like something. That's basically all I really needed to say about the first part. It just really sucked, and the acting. I'll I'll give props for one thing. The makeup was pretty good. Loomis was the best part. He was. He was. He played the stalker, creepy, creepy guy. He's, he perfectly. Me out. Yeah, he does creep me out. Like he he does that whole thing well. 
the stare scary icy don't like it yeah <laughs> yeah and then we had and so the, the first part you know was kind of like bleh and it ends with him running back to the you know wrestling facility running away from loomis oh sorry so i didn't know if we were going to cover the part one and then continue on and then cover part two like they fucking they should have just gotten this entire match out of the way instead of it was oh here part one he's running away where's he going oh i'm gonna tell you right now big deal it wasn't as big as a deal as they made it out to be (laughs) i bet you they bought this property that's probably not even 200 yards away from the performance center or wherever the fuck they were filming this at. Yeah. I mean, they probably booked it. Like they probably bought a property like down the road. Yeah. Like literally down the road. And then the second thing, like Cameron Grimes, like he moans even louder. <laughs> Running it back. Got yeah, worse. Constantly moaning, constantly. And I think they did like he was kinda like with these kind of matches, you know, like you don't have the crowd noise, so you don't like you kinda have to overcompensate because if it's just quiet the whole time, it's kinda weird. So I think he was kind of trying to like fill yeah. the silence and like talk a lot, but it came off like Point. I don't know, like it came off annoying because he said the same things like over and over. I'm Cameron Grimes, I'm coming. Uh, Cameron Grimes, where are you, Loomis? And it was just like he's like repeating the same stuff. Like he's he's grunting. Yeah. I don't. He's panting. I don't like. It. I'd rather. He's sweating. Yeah, he's sweating all over the place. He was Profusely. sweating. Like his pants are falling down. You can see his plumbers crack, and it's like <laughs> it's it's a major turnoff. Okay, <laughs> just, so uh, why are you making me watch this? So yeah, my final, the first half, and then like, and then we'll just do like the second half, and then go to the next match. Just get this out the way. Okay. So, like the second half, he kind of comes back. He stumbles. You know, there's zombies all over. There's smoke. It's a real weird vibe that they're giving off here. And then like the creepy moment for me that really stuck out was when I guess supposedly Loomis's sister was like crawling all over his body in the ring, like a possessed like. I don't know, like demon. I don't know. It was just really weird, and it bothered me. That took a lot of talent, though, for real. Yeah, I'm sure that took a lot of strength and like talent to do. But like, I was like, oh, it's just like it's like one of those things you'd like see in like a scary movie, and they're just like a freaking demon crawling around. It's like, ugh. And then she, he like threw her on him. Obviously, he chokes him out for the win. It wasn't like, like you said, too memorable. There's just a lot of like smoke and mirrors in theatrics. I gave it a negative two. A negative two. Yep. Negative two out of five stars. Dang. You're so savage. You're so like you just don't care. I okay, so here's the funny here's the funny thing. I remember texting you about this match and I said Fuck at this rate, I might as well just go watch Hogan Warrior Night Halloween Havoc 1998. At least I'll get some sort of entertainment. I at least gave it one and a half stars. <laughs> at least it was a positive ranking. They they tried and it just didn't. Yeah, I don't want to see something like that again. This this is the perfect example of. Let me get up and move the heater. Just fucking kicked on. This is a perfect example of perfect on paper, terrible in execution. Yeah, 
a lot of things that they do are like that. AKA the whole blue blazer thing that you brought up earlier. Rest in peace, Owen. So the next match, we saw Rhea Ripley taking on Raquel Gonzalez. And if you know Rhea Ripley, you know the size and stature of the woman. I mean, she's a freaking tank, basically. Like, she's stout. There's not a lot of women in the division that can really match her for strength and size. So I guess it was pretty a nice change of pace to see her actually take on someone who was her size and, like, same build and everything like that. Um, she's kind of like, she kind of has the build of like a slimmer version of China, like China if she like, you know, was a little lean and toned down. Not, not all boobs. Yeah, and not all like plastic surgeryed out. Um, yeah, that. But yeah, I thought it was like a pretty decent match. I mean, it was like, it was like the one normal match in like a card filled with like what the hell so i mean like the <laughs> one match i guess you could actually like pay attention and like actually pay attention to the like wrestling yeah and um it was really good like i mean they put on like a really good showing especially for raquel like i'd never seen her wrestle before and like to take on a star like rhea ripley you know who's been a woman's champion already i thought she held her own did a really good job um I mean, she inevitably didn't come out with the win, but I think she overall came across uh, likable. And, you know, I think I think she's got a, a future, a bright future ahead of her, to be honest. I was hoping that uh, Raquel would win. Yeah, she Ramaya was, like, rooting for Raquel. And I kind of was, too, cause, just because, like, you could tell, like, I, I'm a really big... I'm really big on the small things mattering in wrestling matches. Like, you know, the selling, um, the facial expressions. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pull me in. You gotta suspend my belief. You gotta make me feel like, Oh my God, this person's actually getting their like ass kicked. And, uh, I don't know, Raquel, like I looked in her eyes and it just seemed like she really, like you could see in her eyes, like she really wanted to win this match. It you could tell it meant a lot to her to be in there with someone in the, of the caliber of Rhea Ripley, who's already, you know, kind of an established star. Um, she's kept, kind of taken a downturn a little bit um, after, you know, losing the title to Charlotte, which I am not, I was not a fan of, to be honest. I Neither was I. I was not a fan of that. And, you know, we, we, my feelings with them pushing Charlotte Flair is like a whole different story. Like that's a whole nepotism thing, which I'm not okay with, but we'll save that for another story. Oh, yeah, I don't fuck with Charlotte Flair. Yeah, just no. I mean, I get that she's good, but, like, the constant mm-hmm. Roman Reigns treatment, I'm, you know, I'm over. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was good. I gave him It's the last name, man. I thought it was a solid match, two and a half stars. Um, looking forward to seeing what Raquel does. Oh, I, I want to see what both of them do in the future. I, I was a fan of both of them, to be honest. This match, just like Sasha Banks and Bayley, was the match of the night. This was the one bright spot that I actually paid attention to because mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I'm a fan of Rhea Ripley. Let's fucking watch okay. this match. And they fucking beat the shit out of each other. They did. It was physical. Like, my fucking God. Like, I, I will agree with, I think that Rhea Ripley shouldn't have won this match. Again, it's all about establishing stars. But how do you establish stars if you don't have them? you know, a maid guy or girl 
beat of talent, blah, 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 blah. I ain't gonna beat that fucking dead horse. Um, but I think in this instance, the person that got the most over was uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, definitely. Uh, she, did, she did some shit in there that was fucking absolutely brutal, like fucking tossing uh, Ripley into the uh, barricade. Yeah, that's the that was actually I was gonna I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually a spot like Albedo popped for really hard when we were watching it. it oh like, yeah, dude, it was fucking slammed her and then tossed her to the ground. <laughs> I was like, how did uh? Eat her. She did. She eated her. How up. did you guys feel about the fucking headbutt? The headbutt. Yeah, Rhea Ripley ends up like it's toward the beginning of the match, and like I was sitting there, I was. I was looking at something. It was probably probably InfoWarsStore.com. I'm trying to get another Alex Jones shirt. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> you think you're going to um, get Alex Jones shirt? I am going to get an Alex Jones shirt. I have two of them. I have um, 9-11 was an inside job, which I fucking absolutely adore that shirt. I get comments on that shirt all the fucking time. I mean, that's, that's I have that one. should be uh, almost common knowledge now. <laughs> yeah let's not get into that we'll do that at another podcast yeah because we could literally spend like the next like three and a half hours discussing conspiracy theories but um back to the match Rhea Ripley will literally fucking knocks her head back like a goddamn giraffe and you just hear this audible just fucking and I'm like what the fuck was that and I fucking see it, and I'm like, God damn. The fucking headbutt, what about CTE there, sweetheart? Yeah, I don't really like, understand the whole headbutt. Like, dude, I understand that she's, like, like a badass. Yeah. That's but the don't whole do dumb stuff, please. Like, that could take years off of your fucking career. And also, like, I thought the, the one, like, moment that kind of caught my eye was or I guess spot in the match was when they're like fighting on the top rope and like mm-hmm. Raquel like runs up while Rhea's on the top rope and she like basically tosses her backwards off mm-hmm. and she took like a like a it was a pretty big bump and she like lands right on her back and I was like oh that looked like it hurt oh yeah yeah, yeah. So they were like okay. messing each other up for sure. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match. Like I said, two and a half out of five stars. I think, like I said, I think the the ending sentiment for me is that that Rockell girl, like she got over with me. I want to see more of her. Okay, so there was, I think there was a segment either before or after this. I think it was during two. Yeah, it was after part two of the Haunted House of Terror. And yeah. I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Uh-huh. We see Drake Maverick. I love Drake. He starts Bud. I absolutely love him. He's doing a great job. But Hunter, never put him in this position again. Never put him in this goddamn position again. Up in arms when he got let go, and now you're making a joke of him. Fuck you. Wait, First what do you of mean? all. They do. So this is a backstage segment. I don't know if you fucking saw it. 
but they have Drake Maverick dressing up as Hulk Hogan for Halloween get is getting interviewed by this female and he goes well you know something mean gene and she goes my name isn't mean gene i'm i didn't catch your fucking name but then there comes this big gigantic motherfucker giant then we get somebody dressed up as the fucking yeti oh my god no, no, fuck drake maverick was it Big Show? Yeah, he was dressed up as Big Show, but I know what he's talking about. No, I don't remember this segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, they dressed up. Big Show used to be the giant in WCW. Right. Do you? Okay, so you remember? You remember uh, Conrad and Tony Schiavone talking about a specific Halloween Havoc where uh, the giant and the Yeti buttfuck Hulk Hogan? Yeah. That was yeah. the reenactment of this segment. That was the reenactment of this segment. Are you serious? Swear to God. Why didn't I not see that? that? They re they reenacted this segment, and they even dressed up a British guy, a fucking dude, as the goddamn. Uh, Might have been out of the room. What the fuck is that name? The dude with the fucking stormtrooper helmet. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna get pissed. Yeah. Oh, Stormtrooper. I was out of the room during this segment. Yeah, uh, Shock Zone. Oh, my God. Shock Master. Yeah, the Shock Master. The Shock Master. I have a Shock yeah. Master t-shirt, thank you. Oh, my like God, dude. Oh, I missed it. I totally missed that. I wish I could have. I got to watch that. Okay. Thing. All right. So, I've been on this WCW kick for, like, the last, like, three months. Watching it? Mm-hmm. Why and I gotta honestly this? say, hold on. I'm watching like I'm watching in their prime everything from when they got when they got hot to when they fucking sunk down. Don't ask me why I do this to myself. It's just to you know keep the network and to actually utilize it. Yeah, I do need to watch. Because like my big project, the '90s stuff was. My great. big project was my big project was going to be watch every Monday Nitro the date that it happens, which just so happens to be every Friday night, by the way. And I watch all the pay-per-views. Well, I now work third shift, so I don't have time for that shit. But, um, I forget where the fuck I was going with this. Oh, I know now. Please tell me why every chance WWE gets, they have to shit on WCW. I understand the Shockmaster, the Yeti, and Buttfucking Hulk Hogan on live on pay per view isn't really a bright spot. But why do you constantly have to shit on WCW? Is it because you're embarrassed that they beat you for 83 weeks straight before you even did anything? Or is it just the fact that you just want to say, hey, we still won the Monday Night Wars, AEW, we're coming for you next? That's is that what you're trying to do? Because, that, because that's how it came off. Like, I can list off multiple fucking things right now off the top of my head on how WWE just shits on WCW. The Invasion. <laughs> Beating well, Sting at WrestleMania. I think, though, like, they were in a fight. They were in, like, a... It was either... They were in an eat-or-be-eaten world back then because they were, like, the two dogs, and they were, like, losing. So, like, if they would have lost the war... Like, but they could have been WCW. 
So, but still, still, people that know know. Like we get it, WWE, WWF slash E. You guys beat WCW. We get it. Why don't, for example, maybe embrace some history? You tried it here with Halloween Havoc because people have been clamoring for Halloween Havoc to replace Hell in a Cell for quite some time. Right. That's true. That's just the one thing that, like, they got to do it right, like WCW did. That that was like the one thing that really made me like really pissed while watching this. I was like, really, we gotta shut shit on WCW again? Yeah. Like it just seems like every so often, um, kind of comes off like a low blow. We get something like that, like every so one, like kind of like just calm down. (laughs) My thing is, but let's get to the end of that before we get. Hold on, my last thing. Like, why don't they do it for? Impact. Why don't they do it for Ring of Honor, New Japan? Why don't they make fun of them? They don't acknowledge them. They're on like a. Did you see that uh, leak? There's like a banned image, banned images um, thing that leaked, and it has like all the things that WWE like bans or they won't acknowledge. Like they had pictures of like CM Punk, AJ Lee, and like Impact Wrestling. Like yeah, it actually leaked. Like it was like we already knew it was a thing, but like we actually like have proof now. How the fuck do you not acknowledge CM Punk when he was on a fucking WWE program on Fox? Yeah, he was Vin- like the- Vince is weird, dude. Yeah. But all right. This show ended with the main event of Io Shirai defending her women's NXT title against the wife of Johnny Gargano, who won earlier in the night against Damian Priest and became a two-time North American champion. And this match was a tables, ladders, and scares match. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and obviously, I mean, not even obviously, I mean, I was a fan of EO going in. Mm-hmm. Don't really like Candice LeRae that much. Um, she plays a heel very, very well, though. Okay, for yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, she does make it like she's makes herself very unlikable to me. So I guess she is doing something right, actually. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, there was a great, like, huge bump at the end, <clears throat> kind of like saved it. But like, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good match. I liked the action. I just don't like interference. Like interference automatically kind of just like. <laughs> This match, they just this like match would have been the match to me. This match would have been the match of the night if it wasn't for that goddamn interference. Yeah, and then Shotzi had to get involved too. The host, I'm like, okay, Matt, now we're just kind of like, what are we doing? <laughs> Pulling out all the stops, I guess. But yeah, um, yo, kudos to Candice LeRae for you know signing up to take that bump off the ladder because, yo. Mm. That was like pretty nasty. Um, I don't think I would have taken that. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, Alberto, would you take that bump? Definitely not. That was horrifying. <laughs> I like hope she's okay. I, <laughs> like I don't I like her, but like will, no uh, one deserves that. <laughs> exactly. Okay, if so deserves that. I hope she's okay. But like, good for the other girl because Candace did seem annoying. 
Yeah, obviously. And then, like, obviously she has, like, the interference. So, obviously she's a heel cheater. So, don't really root for them. Um, as a whole, like, I was actually excited because I was like, you know, they're going to be competing with AEW. AEW has been kind of smacking NXT in the ratings recently. Um, and they deserve it because they're putting on a weight. And I do want to watch Full Gear, um, the upcoming pay-per-view for AEW, because they just – I do really need to watch them more because they just – it's more my speed. And they know what they're doing. And they also, like, let the actual superstars and talent have more of a say of what's happening instead of just having writers write everything for them, which I think is the problem with WWE because, I mean – when was WWE at its hottest in the nineties when like they were really kind of just like writing their own stuff and like, you know, it wasn't as, um, scripted. Yeah. Scripted. Perfect word. It wasn't as scripted as it is now where like every single thing is like planned out where you know, it used to be more genuine and authentic. Like you knew where we were going, but you kind of filled in the spaces yourself. And I thought that was, you know, what made it so special. And that, I think they've gotten away from that, and they've kind of gone Hollywood with all these writers and thinking they can, you know, they can write characters better than the characters themselves. So, um, I, I just think you, you're seeing too with the ratings with AEW beating NXT in the ratings now, you're just seeing that come to fruition. Like when the talent has, um, when they're have more of a say about their character and what they're saying, and you know how they're positioned they're more invested and it comes across in their performance and we're seeing it, you know, with the product because you see one product that's very like meticulous and scripted and it's getting less viewers than AEW now. And it's like, I mean, they might, they might, I mean, I don't see the AEW being any like threat immediately, probably not even for like a couple years or, you know, years down the line, but it's definitely something they need to keep an eye on. Because AEW is just a better product now. It it really is the like the few times that I've watched AEW, um, I have enjoyed every fucking like minute of watching it. We have when I go know. watch it when I when I watch like when a recent WWE it. product, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right, and with me, I think I watch WWE more because it's more accessible with the network now. It's just like, oh, I can just yeah. like pull up anything. And like with AEW, I got to find a way to like watch it week after week or watch or you know what I mean? And what if it's just like harder? Mark this down. It is right now 337 on November 1st, 2020. Yeah. What if in four years, I'll say four years, AEW still around and they announce their own version of the A All Elite Network. Yeah, that's what I said. Because I saw the, they're releasing DVDs of their pay-per-views now. And like they were Are they of, really? Yeah. Where can I pick these up? You can Google it, sir. Oh, okay. Available like at Walmart and stuff now. Yeah, they're like... Fuck yeah, I'll fucking be getting those. Yeah, but they're releasing DVDs now. And they were kind of getting shit on in the comments because like they're like... Who has DVD anymore? That's so outdated. Ugh. I'll fucking buy them. Fuck but, I mean, it's a nice holdover until they're able. I, I do agree. They do need to create a streaming service at some point, I, mm-hmm. I think, to have mm-hmm. all their stuff there. That's how they're going to be viable. But, yeah, WWE needs to watch out for them. What do you? What did you rate, like, Halloween Havoc to close this out? Like, five stars. Like, what do you, what is this? 
what is this? Out of, out of five? Yeah. Mm, I got to go with uh, two and a quarter stars out of five, so 2.25. Okay. I'll beta. I have to go with a two. A two? Yeah. I think I'm going to side with a bit. I think I'm just at a flat two. Uh-huh. There was... I'm going to say this. There was a lot of fucking filler in this show, but what, like, the last two matches really fucking saved it for me because I was about mm-hmm. to come in here and be like, I agree. no, nah, this show gets a negative one. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the, 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 uh, the women, isn't it crazy? Like, the women really, like, stepped up for this They've shit. been fucking, dude, they, they have been killing it in NXT. Yeah, they really Absolutely up. killing it. When in AEW, they don't really have a women's division. Sorry, they don't. Who, AEW? They need to both. Yeah. I know. That's the one thing they're lacking in, yeah. right? Yeah. If they get Tessa Blanchard, though, that would be <laughs> a get. I don't know if it's happening. I think they're getting Renee Young and uh, Morrow, though, for nice. a show. I think I heard that's, nice. like, rumored they're going to be hosting a show. But if they got Tessa Blanchard, dude, that'd be a huge get mm-hmm. impact. They would need that. Uh, yeah. Pay her, like, whatever she needs. Um, but There's yeah. no fucking way. That'd be crazy. So I think breaking news. I think we're kind of done here. Do you want to plug your stuff before we uh, wrap this up? Yeah, I've actually got a lot of shit to plug. To be honest with you. Oh, okay. Um, nah, I'm just kidding. I got like two things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you can find the Bakery Podcast on Apple iTunes. Uh, just search the Bakery Podcast with Aaron Baker. My logo is the only logo that shows up if you search it that exact way. Um, it's because when I created this name, didn't do any research on it. I was like, fuck it. That's a great name for a podcast. Went to go look for it. There's like three other fucking, there's like eight or nine other bakery podcasts and they all got to do with fucking cooking. (laughs) Imagine that. They all got to do with cooking. Love it. Um, but yeah, you can find me on iTunes. Uh, right now I'm on podcast.com because I'm podcasting on a budget and I cannot afford Podbean right now. Um, and you can also find me on Twitch because I've been doing that as a little side hustle in this uh, COVID era of life that we are living in. Uh, that is twitch.tv forward slash bakedaddy95. And let me think, got to plug anything else? No. I don't. Um, but yeah, to right. the pe- to everybody on the uh, Dark Lord of Memes podcast, I appreciate you guys having me. I enjoy all your content. At least, I mean, I work third shift, so when I look at your guys's page, I probably bust out laughing at least maybe five or six times. Or, <laughs> or there are some of them that I'm like, God damn it. Because I, I know, because I know your guys's fucking sense of humor. So I'm like, I could definitely see Jonte doing his fucking I'm dying laughing laugh. Yeah, but some good stuff. before I go, yeah, I gotta tell Albedo one of the funniest fucking stories that me and you have ever fucking had together. Oh, is this a, is this an exclusive? Sneak this is an exclusive. 
This is an exclusive. What? Exclusive at the end of so, okay. so Albedo. It was me. It was me, Jonte, and Chris. Oh gosh. <laughs> she already knows. She already knows. And we are going. Okay, so we were at John Tate's mom's house, and we were we were doing a little of the doing a little bit of the smoke in the bud. Oh, not this! John Tate, no, 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 no. I am fully listening. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if John Tate does it anymore when he smokes, but he gets exceptionally loud when he smokes pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he's sitting here. He's like, he's like, oh, so he's passing it around. Light it, so I had to light it for him, oh like a baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there, and like it's hitting me, but it's really not. And I'm just sitting here watching Chris light this, and like, will you light the fucking thing? So we get done, and we're like, so guys, you guys got the munchies? guys hungry we want to go anywhere anybody and we all decided on hibachi grill oh is this the flaw story what no continue no no okay so we get to fucking hibachi grill oh no i've actually got fucking two stories no, just tell. Just nope. No. no. Oh my god. Fine. Fine. Whatever. You just you just don't want to be put in like a funny slash also bad light. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so we get to we get to a bocce grill. We get our food. Jonte has loaded his plate with nothing but goddamn fries. We're at Hibachi Grill, and this guy gets the most American thing ever. And this dude is chowing down. I mean, he's looking at me, and he's just stuffing fries in his face. And I just look at him, and I'm like, really? And he's like, what? You're fucking good, dude. And then he stops eating, is dying laughing like he is right now. Me and Chris are giving each other this look. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, <laughs> no, guys, guys, seriously, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. No. <laughs> and I quote, no. Guys, do Asians have heightened senses due to their lack of vision? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> no, it gets worse. Oh god. There's this Asian lady that walks in with fucking golden blonde, like bleach blonde hair. No, just straight up blonde hair. He's losing it again. And I'm like, what are you laughing at? And he's like don't draw attention to yourselves, but look over there. <laughs> it's a Super Saiyan. 
I look over, I see this Asian with blonde hair, and I'm like, you motherfucker. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I'm sick. I'm sick. What oh, kind of man. What am I living with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, you guys got to have, I'm telling you, you guys got to have me on to tell more fucking stories because. Oh my God! There's so many. Josh and I, Josh and I, have been friends um, for over a fucking decade. I mean, yeah. there's the Washington D.C. trip. No, that's that's the most infamous. That that story. Oh my God! Eighth grade year. That's was gonna crazy. <laughs> and then the best one of them all. That I am not going to tell because I was told that I'm only limited to one story. But let's just say, of course, I want to hear another story. Even if <laughs> okay. We All right. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to mention the uh, the one person's name that is in this story. Okay. Is it he? Because who shall not be named. Yeah. Is it he? Who shall re- remain. No. Oh. No. I know who you're talking about, but no. Okay. I think I know. Start with an R? Yep. Yep, okay. Um, no, so the, again, this is involving the uh, Sons of Anne Snarky, the trifecta. Okay. Um, I'm coming down, I'm coming from my hat, from my grandma's house in Troy. This is the first time I'm driving a car by myself. Okay. It was my mom's car. This is not going to paint me in the fucking greatest light either. Driving my mom's car. And we go, we go, and we pick up some, uh, you know, party festivities. Oh, and John tastes like, John tastes like, wait, man, where are we gonna smoke this? You can't go to Chris's house and smoke it. You can't go to my house. And I'm sure it's how not driving all the way to Troy and smoking Baker's grandma's house. Pauses for a second. Snyder Park. The park! And I'm like, the pork, dude, we just ate. <laughs> He's like, no, dude, Snyder Park. And I'm like, what about Snyder Park? He's like, we can smoke there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chris God. Chris at this point has stopped smoking, so he didn't he didn't indulge in the party favors. So we're passing it back and forth. And I look behind, and Chris is playing. Chris is playing lookout, okay? And Chris's eyeballs are literally, like, right over the seat. And I look back over there, and I fucking, dude, I just lose it. I lose it. And Chris is like, what? And I'm like, dude, you're literally hiding in the behind this car. And it was literally, like, Albedo, I don't know if you know Chris, but Chris is literally, like, some of the things that he does is just so fucking adorable. I love Chris. He is adorable. But, like, dude, dude, when he did this, it was so fucking adorable and funny. I had to fucking, I had to die laughing. But that wasn't it. We went back to Chris's house. We were watching the network. This has two funny stories, all right? Now I think about it. Chris is making us pepperonis. <laughs> John Tay, I hear John Tay because I'm sitting here and I'm texting a girl that I'm with at the time. I hear this. Crinkle cut? They make those? 
Chris had bought crinkle cut pepperonis for us to snack on, for us to, you know, for him to make us a snack. <laughs> Dante loses his shit over crinkled cut pepperonis. I did lose my <laughs> shit, Loki. <laughs> I never saw so, so later that night, <laughs> crinkle Dante cut. Slept. I have Dante, so later in that night, Chris goes to use the bathroom, and Dante is like, hey, you know, hey, serious talk. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, you want to go finish that bag? I'm like, sure, why not? I'm coming down. I'd like to get high again. <laughs> so we go to our old high school parking. Well, first we went to like a little church parking lot, and I was feeling a little sketched out. <laughs> so we went to our um, our old high school. Now, I had moved away. I didn't attend the high school anymore. So we were sadly. finishing. Yeah, sadly. Um, so we were finishing the back. Well, starting to feel good. And I'm like, well, I think we should probably go back to, Chris, to Chris's house now. And that scared me a little. My kids are throwing shit down the steps. Um, so we go. We start driving back. And it fucking dawns on me. This isn't my car. I was like, hey, man, can you, uh, we got to get rid of that bag. Got to get rid of this uh, pop can, too. Because my, my mom's car is going to smell like weed, and I'm going to be in trouble. Correct. So I pull over to this random house. John Tay looks at me. Straight face. Pulls down my window and is out the window and drops the bag. <laughs> and he's dying yet again. And I'm like, what the fuck is so funny? He's like, I know how you hate our uh, sophomore math teacher. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, this is his house. And I just dropped the bag in the driveway. I look at him and I was like, you fucking savage. And I fucking peel. I, peel, I peeled out of that driveway. So, so quick. So fast. But if there was a Clark County Sheriff's Office, if there was a Clark County Sheriff over there, I would have gotten pulled over. We would have gotten caught and we would have been in so much trouble. What teacher was it? I said I'm not mentioning names. Okay. Well, Mr. G. Her, tech, okay. Oh. I'll tell her after. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hated Mr. G. Yeah. Well, man. But yeah. Thank you for sharing some stories. Those were awesome. I, there's so many more. Well, I'm gonna have to get out that one to share. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to need to be on to discuss that 8th grade BC trip. Oh, that, no. Albedo's got to be here for, to hear that one, too. Cause that oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hands down. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Like I said, John Ken and I have been friends for 10 years. The stories could go on for freaking for uh, just hours. Yeah. yeah, there's a list. I mean, I don't really want to fucking say this on air. But I'm gonna but I'm going to anyways. Me and Jonte have been so close. 
I think you know where I'm going with this. When I was in Arizona, and I received, for the first time, some head. <laughs> you were the first person that I called afterwards. I FaceTimed you, too, with the girl in the car and everything, because she was cool with it. She was cool with it. She was like, yeah, sure, why not? And your reaction was fucking so priceless. You're like, oh, you're growing up. I'm so proud. Oh man, it's just it's just like shit like that, man. That even even if we're you know, know, first and stuff, yeah, I agree. And just like yeah, even big life stories, I guess together. Yeah, even if um, you know, like in the last like year, we went through you know a falling out. Right. But man, now that we've you know kind of made amends and you know shit was said that shouldn't have been said. And, all that stuff. It's just like memories, you know, that we can look back on and go like, man, why the fuck are we, were we mad at each other? Like, right. you know, it's just, it's just shit like that. That stuff happens, though. Like, but I, you, I yeah. like you, buddy. Like, yo, man, you know, whatever happened, happened, and that shit. You take my Right, right. I agree with that one. But... I gotta get off of here, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're definitely gonna have to do this again. Yeah, we definitely will, man. Thanks for coming on, giving your takes. Really enjoyed Cape, uh, doing the show with you, man. And uh, we'll have you on here soon. All right, hell yeah, buddy. You have a good one. All right, you too. See you. See you, man. <laughs>